Well, good morning. It's so good to be in the presence of the Lord today. I just sense His presence with us, and I know He has a plan for this service, for this day. And we want His will done. Amen? Not ours, not anybody else's, but we want to see the will of the Lord done in this place today. Hallelujah. Well, I had a really, really good time last week. Not just ministering, but just the service was just, it was wonderful. I just really enjoyed it. The the early service, the later service, it was just a, a real presence of the Lord there. And I just, I believe there's much more to come. Amen. But when I left here, between the services, I asked the Lord a question. And so I kind of have a P.S. to last Sunday morning's service. Um, at the end of the service, I felt the Holy Ghost was moving and wanting to minister to the people. And I was trying to, partially because of the time, I wanted to make sure that I properly did what the Lord wanted to do, but also just because that's what we do. We try to follow Him, right? And I asked the Lord when I got into my car, I asked Him, I said, why didn't you have me lay hands on people? Because that's typically something we do, and I, and I sensed that anointing, and, and if He hadn't stopped me, that's probably what I would have done. But this is what He said to me. And this, I'm writing this just what I interpreted from what the Lord said to me. He says, so I'm just going to read what I wrote down. I didn't lay hands on people last week because there wasn't anything in my life that you needed. You need something only the Holy Spirit can give you. You need something that only comes from spending time in the Word and time in His presence. What he was doing last week was giving grace to bring you to a place of freedom as you renew your mind to that freedom. He was offering an anointing and mercy and grace to treat you like you are already renewed as you continue on the path to completion. So I believe that there's a grace that God allows us to walk in. I believe Pastor Dave used to say, He'll treat you as though you're already there, or as though it's already done, while we're walking on that path. And as long as we don't violate that grace, He can operate in our life as though we're already free. So we're already, for us, I believe, as though we're already in revival, on our way to revival. We don't ignore the facts that we don't see all the things that we want to see, but at the same time, we don't dwell on those facts. We dwell on the truth that we're in revival. Tulsa is in revival. And I'm going to be going pretty slow this morning on purpose. The Holy Spirit is teaching me to deliver things differently than I have in the past. Sometimes He lets me get everything together sometimes he doesn't last week uh, the night before the service what I generally do 
because I feel like you should always be prepared to preach anyway, right? You should always have something in your life if you're a minister and have the Word of God functioning in your life where you're able to preach at any time. But I always ask the Lord to help me prepare. And generally, I'll write down a few scriptures along the the subject that I feel the Lord is leading me to, to speak. But last week... I was asking the Lord, what's the message? And he said, I don't have to give you a message because it's already in you. And so that's that's how that went. That was fine. And I still have, you know, scriptures that I've written down for different things. And that's fine. (laughs) And really this whole life in the spirit came from a message several weeks ago. Where the Holy Spirit asked me to preach something that... In my recollection, I had never preached before. He said, I want you to talk about spiritual discernment. And really from that, kind of opened up this whole thing of life in the Spirit. So I plan to continue to go down that path today. And this morning, just before I left the house... (laughs) Sometimes he likes to do. The Holy Spirit came on me very strong and he said, I want you to talk about the prophetic. I was trying to quickly look up a few verses. (laughs) But I'm going to do the best I can. This will either be a really short message or... (laughs) (laughs) or it'll be what he wants it to be. That's what I believe. Hallelujah. So for me in my life, this has been very um, important, or it's been very much a part of who I am. The prophetic ministry, the prophetic anointing has helped to shape and develop the gifts and callings inside of me because I remember... When I first came to the prayer center, I knew very little about prophecy and had experienced very little prophetic words and that type of thing in my life. I had a little bit of experience. And um, to be really honest, the first prophecy that I ever heard in my life came from myself. (laughs) My brother, Doug, whom all of you know, He's my, my older brother, as I like to remind you, but, he, <laughs> uh, but he's also very instrumental in my development in Christianity and my life with the Lord because um, he's nine years older than me. And so when I was about 10 or 11 years old, he got me filled with the Holy Ghost. I'd love to tell you I lived like I was filled with the Holy Ghost for the rest of my life, but that's not exactly true. But that's neither here nor there. Doug had got me filled with the Holy Ghost and I could speak with tongues a little bit, a few syllables here and there and I was learning about this thing and he had told me that there was tongues and interpretation but um, that's about all I ever heard of it. I'd never heard anyone do that. We didn't go to a church that spoke in tongues. I never heard tongues and interpretation. Never really heard people speak with tongues at all other than my brother 
Sometimes I'd have friends over. He'd be locked in. A, he'd, he'd get in his literal closet and, and pray very loudly in other tongues. And they said, what, what is that? So I said, Doug, I don't know. <laughs> you know that, that's Doug. What is he doing? Well, uh, he said he's praying. <laughs> you know, they're like, okay. But when I was about 18, you know, I went through some things as a teenager that many people do, but I was quite rebellious and got into a worldly worldly things but when I was about 18 years old and I moved out here to Tulsa Oklahoma I made a commitment to the Lord that I'd serve him if uh, if he'd help me so I came out here and I was kneeling down by my bed praying and I began to pray in other tongues and I got a few words in English and I understood what I was praying and it was to me it was very Powerful. I didn't really know what it meant, but basically he said, I've chosen you. You are the one that I've chosen. And um, like, I, I, for what? You know, <laughs> and, but, but he was really just reassuring me that, you know, all of us are chosen, right? We've been chosen by God, but it's a one thing for me to be able to look at you and tell you God's chosen you, but it's another thing when the Lord speaks to you, speaks to me and says, I've chosen you. See, that was a big deal for me because nobody ever chose me. In the playground picks, I was the last kid that was there that, that you automatically got assigned to the team that nobody picked, right? Because nobody picked you. And so I was never the one chosen. So that was a big deal to me. And that's why I say the prophetic ministry in different forms throughout my life has played a very large part of framing who I am. So I didn't understand that. And it was many, well, it was a few years later. And I was still had things messed up in my life. I still didn't have my lifestyle holy by any means. And there were things that, that I was still struggling with. I was at a church service. And I remember there was some kind of altar call. And I went to the altar call. When they laid hands on me, I was laying on the floor laughing hysterically. That's what I remember of it. And my brother came up to me and he said, you need to ask the Lord what he meant when he spoke to you. And I didn't tell him that the Lord had spoke to me. <laughs> and uh, I knew exactly what he was talking about. And see, the prophetic is more than just words. There is an anointing and a ministry upon the body of Christ. And... When God chooses to move in that way, it's more than just speaking words to a people. He brings along with that the power to perform what He's saying in the words. In other words, He says, My word shall not return unto me void, but it will accomplish everything that it's set and purposed for. And so with me, so I began asking the Lord what He called me to, or what, what He meant by that. I didn't know very much, and I, I had a Bible that was from Rhema Bible College. I, I didn't go there, but I had one of their Bibles, and in the back of it there was a bunch of teachings from Kenneth Hagin. And one of them was 
five steps to answered prayer. Or ten steps to answer prayer. I don't remember how many. But there's steps to answer prayer. And I thought the one thing that I need right now is some answered prayer. So I go to the back of the book and I start going step by step. How do I do this? And that, you know, he tells you to find it in the Word of God, the promise that you're asking for. And you do. So I'm doing all this. And I'm trying to get it all figured out. And I'm so frustrated. I just slam my Bible closed and I walk down to, there was a waffle house that wasn't far from us. I didn't have any money, so I just sat there. I knew one of the girls that worked there. She was a girlfriend of a friend of mine. So I went down there to talk to her just because I was frustrated. I sat down at the bar there. I had a glass of water in one hand and a cigarette in the other hand. And there in that state, I heard on the inside of me so strong, probably one of the only times that I would say it was like an audible voice. It obviously wasn't audible. No one else heard it. But to me, I heard it, and it was kind of a whisper. And he said, preach. Now, it's so real that I turned around, and I'm looking to see who's saying something to me. And I, I sat there for a little bit longer, and I heard it again, preach. And this time I knew that the Lord was speaking to me. And the third time, it was as if every fiber in my being was shouting at me and said, preach. I put my cigarette out and ran out the door. Because I thought, what, what is going on? But see, that's a part of the prophetic because it's the voice of God. It's a message of God in your known language that you understand. See, the prophecy comes... Through tongues and interpretation, and it comes through the spoken word in your own language. So when you hear prophecy, it is a message from the Holy Spirit or a message from God in your known language that you can understand. Also, tongues and interpretation equals prophecy in that you hear the tongue and you hear it interpreted in your own language. Here it would be English. And and with that comes not only a message from the Lord, but comes an anointing and an empowerment to fulfill that which has been spoken. And when I came here to the prayer center, that was the only experience I had had with the prophetic up until that point. As I told you, I was struggling with many things and I was kind of in my late teens, almost 20 years old. I loved the Lord. I wanted to serve Him with all of my heart, but I still had some hang-ups and some, some problems. At that time, I had met Teresa. We were kind of dating and she was pregnant and man, I was scared. <laughs> I uh, I didn't tell my parents, didn't tell my family, I didn't tell. I guess I thought maybe if I didn't say anything, it would go away. I don't know what I, I really don't know what I was thinking. I'm trying to be transparent and not get in trouble, but it's okay. <laughs> I, and I was working at the time, traveling to different places in the country, and uh, I was in St. Louis, Missouri when Andrew was born. Teresa was single. She was by herself. I let her give her testimony sometime. But I remember coming to the prayer center. Because I had been coming here a few times. As a matter of fact, 
Mark had prayed for me, sent me out to California. And then we came back and, we, and I went to uh, St. Louis. This was all just with work, not necessarily uh, anything to do with ministry. But when I came back and I came to the prayer center, the first prophetic word from Dave Roberson, I saw this line where Dave is speaking these words over people. I'd never seen anything like that in my life. And he stood in front of me and he could have said the only thing that really was going on in my life at that time. He said, difficulties, difficulties, difficulties. And he said, those difficulties will be arranged. They'll be settled. They'll be taken care of. And it'll put you in a place where you can go in the Spirit to the places that you desire to go. And that prophetic word gave me hope. It broke bondages in my life. And it was something that I could turn back to at any moment when difficulties came. And I could remind myself. I could, I could encourage myself in the Lord. Because see, just like we have the written word. And if that's all you ever get is the written word, it is enough. It is always enough. Please don't misunderstand me. But at this church, for as thick as this Bible is, we have prophecies as thick. For the years, the blueprint that God has laid out for us, that He has told us time and time again, the things that He's, not only what He's expected of us, but what He will do for us. And it's important that we take it seriously and we put it in the place that it needs to be in our life to where we can go back to it, remind ourselves what the Lord is saying so that in times when we need encouragement, it's there to encourage us. And that we understand that prophecy is not just... For the Old Testament, it's not just to look at what's coming in the future, but it's for us today to be able to walk where God has called us to walk. To say Jesus is Lord over Tulsa and Tulsa is in revival is to walk in the prophetic as though it's happened today. Because it's not only for the future, but it's for now. I wanted to go into the New Testament and find the prophets and talk about what happened when they were there and all those things. But you know, God didn't <laughs> let me prepare for this moment. And that's okay because he's already prepared. And he wouldn't ask me to say something that he didn't already put in my spirit. And so this morning, I'm doing the best I can to bring this from the inside of me and share with you the heart of God on this subject. I want you to understand that the Lord takes it seriously when He speaks a word into your life. And sometimes, sometimes we don't take it as seriously because we didn't see it in black and white, because it came from Gary instead of Dave, because we don't know who the author is, who spoke it, how can we know whether it's true or it's not. And of course there are Ways that we judge prophecy and all those things. But today, I believe the importance is that we as a body, especially here, because this is a prophetic ministry, that we take it seriously when the Lord is speaking into our lives. And if you haven't done so, I would highly encourage you to sign up for the words that come through email. 
not all of those, many of those are not ones that are spoken from this pulpit, but they are, they are prophetic in nature in that it is the mind of God being spoken over this body, over your life. And if you call yourself a part of the prayer center, then it's, it's for you. I believe it's more than that. It's really for the body because most of the time these words, these prophetic words are compliments to the word of God, to the written word of God. When you get a prophetic word from the prayer center, you can know that it's been judged. You can know that it's been accurately examined. You can know that the written word lines up with what the spoken word is there. If you haven't done so, to be able to start to look at what the Lord is saying, you can go through those things and you can go to the website and you can find the prophecies over the years that the Lord has spoken to us. And I believe that, it, that we are preparing for the next level. Not only are we preparing for the next level, but, but I believe we've stepped into the next level. And I, and I believe you're going to see things done differently than what we've seen in the past. And it may not be exactly what you want. It may not be exactly what you're used to. But if you understand what the Lord has said and you can see the foundation that He's laid, you'll have a better picture of where we're going and why things are, are going the way they are. Because in this level, we're going to walk... Hmm, we're always do, striving to walk by the Spirit, but in this level, I believe there's going to be an adjustment and a change, and you're going to see things happen that you hadn't seen before, where we, maybe something like this, where you think it's going to go one way, but the Holy Spirit comes immediately and is able to take it another way. Now, we've seen some of that in the past, mostly through Dave Roberson. But we're going to see it through individuals in the congregation where the Holy Spirit is wanting to move and touch you and use you in a different way than you've been used before. And then we're going to have to get past the idea that this is an anointing for the pastor or this is an anointing for the speaker. But realize that this is an anointing that God has on us as believers and that we're to walk in this in our daily walk. Whether the prophecy comes through you or it comes to you, it's something that we need to put importance on. It's something that we should receive as the word of the Lord. There are about seven and a half billion people in the earth today. And God chose you. And if at a moment in time he decides to speak a word into your life, it's not for everybody else. Sometimes it is, but sometimes he speaks something just out of seven and a half billion people. He's speaking to you. And if that's not important enough for you to grab a hold of, I don't care if you record it, if you write it down, if you put it in your memory, somehow, if, you, if that's not important enough for you to grab a hold of and to ponder and to hold on to, then there has to be a change in your thinking. Because it's very important. When God is speaking, we must take note of that. I'm not going to tell you how to take note of it. That's, that's up to you what works for you. But it has to be something that you're able to carry with you. In the Old Testament, they had a great understanding when the prophet spoke that it was God. There was no other. Now, 
We have a different life. We have a different covenant. And we walk in life in the Spirit and we're not led by prophets. We're not led by prophecy. We're not led by the uh, spoken word of a man. But we're led by the Holy Ghost. And if we truly believe that that prophecy is coming from the Holy Spirit, then we must reverence it as such. I'm going to switch gears on you for a moment. Let's go to 2 Timothy. We're still talking about the prophetic, but I'm just going to... We're going to change just a little bit. 2 Timothy chapter 4. And I'm only taking this verse as a, a concept. Okay, I'm not teaching the context of it. So I just want you to, to look at this though. Uh, chapter 4, starting verse 1, he says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. So there's a couple things I want to bring out of this. Paul was admonishing Peter to be instant in season and out of season. Basically to be ready no matter what. But there's something that I don't think we think about very often, and that is that you're not always in season. Oftentimes, the Bible compares us to trees or talks about trees and seeds and that type of thing. And if you know anything about trees, like I grew up around trees. My father was a nurseryman for the most part of his life. But I also remember when we lived in New Jersey, my mother and I, would go and get apples from an apple orchard. When those trees are in season, <laughs> those apples are so heavy and there's so many, and sometimes the trees look like they're going to touch the ground. I mean, they're just overloaded with fruit. And it's amazing, they're in season. But there's also times when that tree, if you go there in the wintertime, there's not only not apples on the tree, there's not even leaves on the tree. And if you didn't know anything at all, you'd think this tree's dead. Think, how worthless is this? Have this tree taken up the ground. And see, I believe it's important for us to understand that there are seasons in our life, that there are times in our life that we're in season, and there's fruit, and there's all kinds of things happening, and the lame are, are, are being healed, and the blind are seeing, and, the, and all of those things. And I, and I realize we're walking in a place where we want to see that all the time. Or maybe as a minister, there's times in your life when it seems you're booked with meetings for the next three years. But then there's times when there's no meeting at all. And that season is no less important than another season. 
That season is no less, the calling is no less real in that season than some other season. If you look at the prayer center, this is a season where there's not very many people showing up to church. This is a season where in the natural it looks like nothing's happening. But you see, actually those seasons are more important because if that tree is going to produce apples the next season, in the off season, it has to get the nutrients that it needs. Those roots go and find water, they find nutrients, they find the things that they need in order to produce that fruit that's going to be available to those who are going to come to look for it. And see, right now, I believe in the prayer center that we're in a season where we're seeking the nutrients and the, ne- and the necessities that, to sustain us in the season where fruit is hanging on our trees so heavily that they come from all over the world to grab a hold of it. And so we're, it's important in this season to find these prophetic words that the Lord has spoken over us time and time again, and not only look at them, but to put them in your spirit to in a place where it becomes reality to you that what the Lord has said is going to happen is what is going to happen. When he says that we need to be in worship, that it's not just something that we look at and we say, well, that's a good idea. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Gary, why don't you go worship so that we can see revival? That's not what he said. He didn't say if the preacher goes into worship, that's going to be the key. No. He's calling us to worship Him. To get away with Him. He's been begging for over a year that we would come and spend time with Him. And it's important. I don't want to say it's time. It's always been time. (laughs) But it's a pivotal point. That's what I'm hearing in my spirit. This is a pivotal point. You know, we've heard the word, we're on the cusp of revival. And I can see like a, a waterfall. And you know that cliff, that water's just going right over the edge of that cliff. And, and, and you could just slip right into that. That cusp, that edge of revival. But the thing is, if you aren't prepared, you can get very, very hurt and damaged by that. And the thing is, the water is running. The Holy Spirit is moving. He's prepared the way. This is already coming to pass. But it's our job now. We're at a pivotal place where we need to put into practice the things that have been given to us. Pick up the tools that He's laid out before us. And to work on the things in our life that He's already told us to get rid of. Okay, and I'm talking to myself as much as I am to you. The things that He's already said to get rid of. It's like now there is a grace to walk in as though you've already gotten rid of them. But... You can violate that grace if you refuse to deal with what He's asked you to deal with. And so here's the thing. God loves you. He loves me. He has much grace for all of us. But if you are serious about this walk, then you're going to have to find the things that the Lord has spoken to you and deal with those things in your life. And I'm not telling you to go on a witch hunt. I'm telling you every person in here knows that there's things in your life that you need to get rid of. Every one of you knows when you say that thing that you weren't supposed to say and that there's that little cringe on the inside, that's the Holy Ghost. And oftentimes we want to say, well, you know, that's just me. That's just how I am. Well, it might be, but you need to change. Okay? That may be how you are today, but that's not really who God has created you to be. You know, there are ways in which I have reacted to people in my life that are not kind 
there are ways that I have, I want to say this in a place of faith rather than saying what is what it is. But you know, there are things in my life that have triggered my temper, that have triggered my reaction. Oftentimes, if I feel a company is trying to take advantage of me, that's a very difficult thing for me to deal with. And if I get on the phone with that person, it's normally not a good conversation. And when I get off the phone, I realize that I didn't have to respond that way. And it wasn't even what I said. What I said may have been correct, but there was something in me that got stirred up that shouldn't be there. And that part of Hans has to die in order for me to walk in the fullness of the Spirit and have that life flowing through me and have revival flowing like water out of my being. Because God isn't, don't want, he, sound like an Oklahoman, but sound like Okie. God don't want no rusty pipes. That's not, okay. <laughs> so, some people prophesy in King James, I prophesy in Okie. You know, we, we need to understand that God wants to flow through a pure vessel. He wants to move, and not only does he want it, but he's not going to do it without it. He won't allow the anointing to be tainted by flesh. And if we do that, we will destroy what God is doing in the earth. Why do you think we're not seeing it today? God is protecting us. God is keeping us. I believe with all of my heart... There's a way that you could walk into some very, very powerful things and God would do it just because if you don't leave him alone, he'll he'll open things up to you. But the thing is, because I've seen it, many people's lives, you see miraculous things and powerful events and yet their life gets destroyed. It crumbles. They go through divorce, go through whatever. And see, God loves us so much and He's so invested in what He's pouring out here at this place that He is keeping us. And He's, I I don't know that He's delayed this. I don't want to say that, but I know that He is waiting on us more than we're waiting on Him. And He's giving room. He's giving grace. And He's repeating over and over again that I meant what I said and I said what I meant. And if you'll follow me, you'll see what I've promised. So, whatever season we find ourselves in, the anointing that's on the Word of God, the spoken Word, the the specific Word that He has for our body, that He has for for us as individuals, that is enough. As I said, the written Word of God is enough, but it's a compliment and an empowerment. It's kind of like saying, if you're born again, that's enough. But when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, that gives you some power and it gives you the extra boost to go through some things. That makes it easier for us. It's the same thing. The Word of God is enough, but that spoken Word, that prophetic Word, it gives us power. It gives us a vision. It gives us a direction. It gives us a a pinpoint target to go after and encourages us knowing that that is what's going to come to pass in our lives. And it helps us to be able to interpret the Word of God. Because if you look at those prophecies that they send out from the prayer center, every one of them has the Word of God, the Bible verses associated with them, helping you to understand more clearly how the written Word complements 
the prophetic word. So I'm not really teaching on prophecy today as much as just talking about it. (laughs) Encouraging you that it's important. Encouraging you to take what has been given to you. There's a lot of people in here you've received personal prophecies. I know I have. I've received a whole bunch of them. Some of them uh, have never come to pass. For whatever reason, I I received a lot of words from Dave. I I thank God for that. Somehow, uh, the Holy Spirit arranged it. I remember one time I was in the line and he said to me, he said, said, God's allowed me to watch you. And uh, he said, uh, you're just on a launching pad here. He said, there's nothing that you won't be able to accomplish if you'll go through your training. And um, one very specific word is he said, he says, I see you. <laughs> and he's, he kind of laughed. He says, I see you and you're tired. You're worn out. He says, how are you going to feel when you're preaching eight times a day and traveling all over the world? You know, and so I haven't seen that really. I've seen a little bit of it. And in a couple of weeks, I'm going to see a little bit more of it. But uh, what I'm saying is I have a particular way of thinking And when the Lord speaks to me a certain thing, whether it be preach like he did, then my mind starts developing what that looks like and starts to imagine what it might mean to preach the gospel. Well, my idea of that and God's idea may be totally different. And so when when he comes with those things, first of all, the inner witness is the main way that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to us, along with the written word of God. But he brings also these prophetic voices Bronk Flint right now is a prophetic voice in our life. Of course, everyone in this pulpit, but I'm just saying that uh, there are seasons in which there's a prophetic voice that's speaking out. And when that voice is being spoken, it is of the utmost importance that we take that seriously and we find out what is the Lord saying to me in this word. You know, it may not be directly to me, but I look through that. I I have the opportunity to to look through those things and find in there. And again, I'm talking to me as much as anybody else. I haven't really done a good job of studying these things out and really finding the purpose that God has for me in them. But this morning, he's encouraging us to do that. Find out what is what God, what are you saying to me in this word that you've got for the body? Because we are members in particular. And there's not a one of us that doesn't qualify to help out and to do our part in that vision that he has for us. What are you saying, Lord? Sometimes it's just encouragement. Sometimes it's instruction. Most of the time, there's going to be more than that in there. There's going to be some instruction. There's going to be encouragement. There's going to be something for the future. But there's also something for right now that you can do to obey what the Lord is speaking in those things, in those words, prophetically. Let's look at one other scripture. God's being kind to me. We started out last week here, or I started out last week here, in uh, 2 Timothy again, chapter 1, and I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible again. Look at a little different emphasis. Chapter 1, verse 6. Out of the Amplified, it says, That is why I would remind you to stir up 
rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that is in you by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven, and cringing, and fawning, and fear, but He has given us a spirit of power, and of love, and of calm and well-balanced mind, and discipline, and self-control. So what I want to look at here, uh, in the King James verse 6 says, that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee by putting by the putting on of my hands. And here it says to rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning. So when we go through seasons in our life, there's many times there's disappointment because maybe you don't feel like you're in season. <laughs> you know, you don't see the fruit hanging off of your uh, ministry or off of your life. You don't feel like you're contributing much to what God has called you to or to your family or to whatever it might be. But it's in those seasons that we can stir up and rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, and keep burning that gift of God that's in us. And see, he talks about here, Paul was reminding Timothy the other day he was ordained. That his, he laid hands on him and ordained him. And I don't know what that day is in your life when God touched you in some way. Uh, again, I'm talking about prophecy today, but this can be, it doesn't have to be a prophetic word, but a time when God spoke to you. Like I, I've given you a couple examples in my life. The first things I heard the Lord say to me. And still today, that was well over 20 years ago. Not that much over 20 years ago, but over 20 years ago. And I can still today, those things encourage me when a season in my life comes that it seems like nothing's happening that has anything to do with the call of God in my life. And I begin to wonder, what am I really supposed to be doing? And those thoughts come because the natural mind says, you know, you have to take care of your family. You need to do this or that and, and, and tries to come into control. But then I can rely upon my spirit and walk in the life of the spirit. Because every single one of us, if we've been born again, there's a life on the inside of you. There's a life that produces fruit in the off season. Okay, it produces fruit on the inside that you can that nourishment that you need in order to produce fruit on the outside. And I can say, you know what? I know what to do. I know what I'm called to do. And so as I'm doing what's necessary, I can rely on that calling that says I'm called to preach. I may not be preaching for a year, but that doesn't change the call that's in me. That doesn't change the, the encouragement that I've received over the years of the things that God has called me to. That these hands would see thousands of people saved. That these hands would see thousands of people healed. That my ministry would blaze a fire around the earth or, or in places of the earth. And all those things are encouragement in me that when it looks like nothing's happening, I draw on the nutrients that I receive from those days when hands were laid upon me. When, when Pastor Dave spoke life to me. 
And if I can't remember it, I go back to the words that are written down because it has to mean enough in your life that you've recorded it and there's a place to go back to. If you haven't, there's no guilt, there's no condemnation, but start today. Not only recording what the Lord is saying, but going back to those things which are recorded. Because we have much, much, much recorded right here at the prayer center. And each one of those things, like I said, if, if you're a part of the prayer center, you can find yourself in those words. You can find the Lord speaking to your life in those prophecies. It's not the most important thing that we ever do. We have all the keys that we must go through. But for some reason right now, I believe the Lord is emphasizing this. And in my heart, it's because He's preparing us for the next walk, the next level of walking in the Spirit. And most of us in here are mature and and you might have the thought that, well, you know, I walk in the Spirit. I thought that too. But you know, God is always calling us to the next place. That's what I love about Tim and about Dave. You know, they're 80 years old and still looking for the next place. Still moving on with God. You know how many people have retired 20 years ago and they're just sitting in the pew egging on the next guy? Not even egging him on, just amening him until he gets to retirement. You know, God's done with that. He's looking for people who are all in, that don't quit no matter what and keep going until the end. We have to be of those that will not back down, that will not fall away, that will not cringe and be in fear because we didn't see what we thought we should have seen by this time in our life. We can't allow our body to prophesy to us to tell us what we can and can't do. When my body tells me what I can't do, I have to tell it what I can do. When I get up in the morning and my head is hurting and and it seems as though this day is not going to go well, I have to start preaching and saying, this is not the day that you made. This is the day the Lord has made. And I will rejoice and I'll be glad in it, body. I don't care what you have to say. Uh, The Lord made this, not you. The Lord made this day. And He gave me instructions. He told me to rejoice. So headache, you don't get to tell me not to. I'm going to rejoice today. Now that's on a good day. But that's, but that is where we are being called to walk in. That's where the place that we're called to, to walk every day. And those are the things if, if you can't walk there, then that's something that needs to be dealt with in your life so that we can walk there. I'm not going to tell you that the headache will never come, but I will tell you that we've already overcome. That my body has been crucified. The life that I live is not my own. And see, much of those things even in the Bible, they're, they're prophetic words because it's not necessarily fact in your life today, but it's truth that we can walk in and it gives us life to walk in the Spirit. Gives us life to walk in the unseen realm and realize that even though I can't touch it, even though what I can touch and what I can feel is not the same as what uh, is in the unseen The unseen becomes so real to me that I can walk in that better than I can walk in the natural. Brother Hagin said that he would go sometimes 10 years not even know he had a body at all. That sounds pretty foreign and it's a little bit bold, but I understand a little of what he's saying. It's not obviously our body is transportation to get from one place to the other. We need to take care of it, but it shouldn't be the uh, God of our life. 
It doesn't get to be in control. It's simply there to serve us. Because, I mean, we're here as spirit beings. We're not here, we are human beings, but we're here to walk in the spirit. And the body is there to serve us. You know, just like you take care of your car and change your oil, you ought to take care of your body and make sure you give it the right foods and all those things. It's not wrong to eat. But when the body says, you know, I want three pieces of chocolate cake, that's when you got to say, well, you know, you don't need that today. Because the body, the nature of the flesh doesn't really care about health or any of those things. It just wants what it wants and it wants it now and it wants what tastes good, what feels good, what, whatever action can bring it gratification. So as we walk in the Spirit, I want to encourage you this morning. I'll wrap it up with this. I'm waiting to see what I'm wrapping it up with, so hang on. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's so good. It's so good. Prophecy is more than getting a individual word from the Lord from another man of God or woman of God. It's more than a spoken truth. Prophecy comes in different forms. And there's an anointing attached to it when it's pure. And it's from the Lord. And He can bring it Himself. We don't often think of it that way because it is a gift that's mentioned in the Bible. And it's purest form he can bring prophecy to you through the spirit and it's up to us to be listening and to be in tune with that inner part of us that spirit within us so more than prophecy i'm talking about hearing the voice of the lord and as we prepare not only prepare but as we walk in this next season with him I want to encourage you. Learn to shut down the voice of the flesh. If you have to fast, fast. But listen. And I, okay. He wants you to know you can hear his voice. There's not a person that's listening to me today that cannot hear the voice of the Lord. There is within you a nature that is in tune with the nature of God and you have the ability to hear what the Spirit is saying. It doesn't have to be words per se, but just like my brain, just like my hand hears my brain speaking to it right now and is able to move like this, the Holy Spirit is in you. Christ is the head and he's communicating with his body. And as a member, you can hear what the head is saying. And and he wants us to be in such unity with him that when he's moving, we move. When he's still, we're still. And that we don't have to wait for him to say, be still. But within you, you have that understanding that has come from the head that it's time for me to be still. 
It's time for me to move. And in this level that we're walking in, there is a place of communication that's a higher than it has been in the past. And the Lord's saying, I don't want you to be waiting for a word. I want you to be in tune with what my Spirit is doing and do what you see the Spirit do. Do what you know the Holy Ghost is leading you in. And be willing to step out and have the courage to know that I am with you. I am leading you. I'm walking down this path, not ahead of you or behind you, but within you and with you. And you'll see that as you yield unto me, I will bring not only prophetic words, but I will bring an understanding to your spirit that you'll be able to walk in unison and understand the move that I'm making, that it won't only be understood by the shepherd, not only understood by the minister, but it'll be understood by the body and you'll be able to be a part of it because you'll know your place in it as you put to death the things of the flesh because you're walking closer and deeper with me and there will come a revelation and an understanding of how I move that's so clear that it'll be as the running water and even the unsaved will look and say there's something different about these people. So, in this time, study what I have said. Study the things that I have given you and allow me to bring you to a place where my spirit within you is your guide. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. For things are being stirred up in many places in the natural. And you're going to see attention, the world's attention being drawn to different locations. And understand that these are distractions that the enemy is strategically bringing to cause you to lose focus on what I have said in your life. There will be circumstances individually and within families that will seem as though they're dire straits. But I am telling you, if you'll listen to me and be yielded to my Spirit, I will bring you through them and you won't have to be consumed by them. But give it unto me and see that in this season my grace and my anointing and my drawing of my spirit is the most important thing for you to pay attention to. And as the distractions come, if you'll yield to me, I will settle not only you, but I'll settle the circumstances and the situations and I will put within you the understanding and the wisdom of what to do. So be careful not to react the moment you see something happening, but to listen and receive because I am giving wisdom. I'm giving direction. I am leading by my Spirit. And you'll see that there are circumstances that can be overcome that you wouldn't be able to do any other way. You don't look to the natural as to how to fix the things when the distraction comes. But look unto me, and I will lead and guide you. And it will be so practical 
and easy to understand that you'll think, man, I should have, I should have listened long ago. But I'm here now and I'm providing for this body and I'm providing for those who will hear, those who will receive. I'm pouring out my wisdom, my understanding. If I understand him properly, he doesn't do this very often, but I, I hear some specific things like when a situation comes up that you don't know what to do. And some of you are in situations right now that you don't know what to do. The Holy Spirit's very practical. He says, come away with me. Spend at least one hour shutting off the things that you normally think about and allow my spirit to stir within you and you will see that I have already given you the answer. It's within you. So if you're facing those things and you don't know what to do, he's telling you, shut down the natural mind and get away for at least one hour and you'll begin to see an understanding and a, and a leading that will take you right out of that circumstance and that situation without harm, without loss. So be yielded, be open, listen to what the Holy Spirit is saying. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Why does he do that? It's 9.35. Does he not know the time? It's, it's, we'll be back here at 10 o'clock. You're dismissed. Enjoy life in the Spirit.